What up on today's podcast, we bring on special guest Lorenzo Mata. We talk about the NBA bubble and we kind of dip into our pro careers. Um, I mean, I coached in Mexico for a couple years. He's been a 10-year vet. Uh, actually just resigned with Mexicali for another uh, run at a championship. Mexicali is one of the top teams in Mexico. Uh, but we just kind of talk about like... You know, uh, our time in the LMBP, the Ciba Copa, kind of like the, 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 the bubble style Mexico. Um, you know, we talk about the hotels we stood at. Um, he, he dips into uh, a little bit about his uh, his time in Puerto Rico. Um, you know, so, you know, he's, the LMBP is coming back, uh, which is was kind of cool to hear. Um, they're also going to not have any fans. So, uh, it's a cool little podcast, man. We, we just kind of... Talking little stories back and forth, you know, it was, it was, it was cool to just connect and, uh, you know, make that comparison of, uh, you know, playing in Mexico and anytime you're on the road, uh, living away from your family and you're living out of a hotel, um, there's always, you know, interesting little stories. So we kind of touch, touch a little bit on that. Um, so thanks, Lo, for coming out to the podcast, sharing some of your stories. We shared a little stories uh, here and there, but uh, check it out. Hope you enjoy. Appreciate you for checking the pod. You have just tuned in to the Shoot the Rock podcast. Who they rockin' with, Joe? Who they rockin' with? That's right. Remix it. Remix it. You're now rockin' with the best. Yes, yes. You're now rockin' with the best. Uh. All right, fool. You ready or what? Let's do it. All right, what up, and welcome back to the pod. I'm your host, Robert Zaragoza, a.k.a. The Commission, a.k.a. Big Z, a.k.a. Coach Z, a.k.a. So Big It's So Sweet, a.k.a. The Latino Bleacher Report. Uh, today on the Quarantine Podcast, um, we got our boy, Lorenzo Mata, a.k.a. The Matador, the pride of Southgate. What up, Lo? What up, Doc? Chilling, man. Chilling. Chilling, but you're chilling in Mexicali, 124 degrees. Yeah, uh, keeping it cool, you know, when you pop open a beer over here, you got you got to drink it in less than a minute if not. <laughs> yeah, so you got to keep them on deck. Hey, the, um, how's the the beer situation? Mexican beer companies still making beer or what? Uh, they're they're making it, but the distribution is uh, it varies. Like yesterday, I was driving down. I went to the grocery store and I passed by a a, a gasoline station. There's a gasoline station over here called VIP. And that's that's usually who gets like the the distribution first. And there was a the Corona truck outside, like uh, uh, unloading the the packs. <laughs> Everyone's out there like the toilet paper, huh? They be they be going and, and making sure they get their 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 uh, stash. Uh, yeah. Now, 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 everywhere there's toilet paper, but there's no beer. <laughs> but yesterday, I went to Smart and Final. There was a uh, the Tecate, the, the red one. Uh, but then uh, I had went to Costco here in Mexicali like a week ago, and they had they had the 24 packs of of, of Modelo. Uh, but it was like it's the Modelo that comes like uh, eight. Of the regular ones, eight amber. Oh yeah, yeah, like the like the variety pack. Yeah, the variety pack, and I was like, and I was like, shit, and I grabbed one because uh, uh, I'm gonna watch the, the UFC fights tomorrow, so I'm gonna have some beers and uh, might as well. Yeah, yeah, and and you kind of go back and forth, huh? So you go, you go, because you're so close to the border, you just go back and forth to just to go shopping, just like a regular thing. Yeah, especially right now because uh, the border is, is closed for for tourists and stuff. So you can only cross if you're like an essential, if you're an essential or or uh, or U.S. citizen. So if if you're that, uh, you could cross. So like the border is not that saturated. Uh, yeah, Soki was Soki. Uh, our boy from Rosarito said that as of right now, it's not looking like anyone that's from Mexico can come over to the states they're, they're, yeah. they got it blocked off yeah so uh and and but, but i go and there's uh there's things obviously that you can't find here that you have to cross over for oh, okay. uh so I, I cross and and i mean obviously sometimes uh i have the ability to like when i'm craving in and out or something like I just go cross and I take advantage go to the uh, grocery store or whatever but then on the way back like I put it back like 
like five, six double doubles for the for, for the family and shit. There you go. There you go. And uh, just a quick uh, congrats here. You signed back to Mexicali real quick before we get into this pod, but um, you signed back to Mexicali. You guys are defending champs, so you're back for another season. Sweet. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, I'm happy, happy to be back uh, uh, under the circumstances that are, that are, that are going on. Uh, something uh, good, something positive. But uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully it's going to be a, a weird season, but. Uh, uh, were you were, were you in Mexico when they had the swine flu thing and and they emptied out all the gyms? Were you still playing during that time? No, huh? No, no. Because I, I, I think no. I was. I don't think you played Ciba Copa that year because it was during the Ciba Copa season. So, so kind of dipping into that, um, like where you know, right now in the NBA, you know, everyone's in Orlando, everyone's in the bubble, and as as team start like you know preparing to try to be in the non-covid uh non-coronavirus bubble you're starting to see like videos of like kuzma sushi and uh, jr smith and uh you know kcp getting their food and then uh rondo's all pissed off because you know he's got like a like a hotel so uh, the reason I wanted to do this this podcast today is because everyone's talking about the NBA bubble, the NBA bubble. But I was looking at those pictures and I'm like, shit, that reminds me of when we lived out in Mexico, you know, the hotel life, you know. And um, it kind of just, uh, I want to kind of just dive into like the Mexico bubble, you know, like some of the spots that we stayed at. Because I, I was there for two years. You've been a pro out there for 10 years. And I just kind of want to go over some of the... The things that you've seen, uh, some of the things that I've seen in Mexico as far as like modes of transportation, uh, you know, something like that. So so first off, like, what do you remember about, about Mexico overall as far as like, um, like how you stayed or was it always the same? Was it always different? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's always been... Uh, uh, a unique situation. I mean, I, I've always been a part of, I guess, you could say, of a top team. Uh, and everywhere, everywhere we travel, like, we always stay like at, in good hotels or, or whatever. Uh, and even in the city that we lived in, uh, the hotel was nice and they gave us like food and all that. Uh, but uh, it comes to a point where you go into a city where, where where uh, I mean, like, there's really nothing. Like, I, I, I must say, like, a, probably like a Ciudad Victoria or something like that. Mm-hmm. Where, regardless of the hotel, like, and and, and this is the hotel that uh, we would stay at the at the host hotel. So like the team would that would be the team sponsored hotel for that we were visiting. Yeah. So so we would be kind of like obligated to stay there. Uh, and it, it, it would be it would be bad. Like I remember, to me personally, like Victoria was one of the the scariest just because of the stories of of the city and like how dangerous it, it is or was. And um, I mean, I remember it was one story where we we were driving from Monterrey to to Victoria, which is not a, a, a far drive, but it, it had to be done in the morning because we couldn't drive at night because you never knew what was going to happen. And yeah, and, and I, I think, um, talking about scary spots, um, you pl- did you play in Nuevo Laredo? No. Yeah, yeah. I okay, so I, I went to Nuevo Laredo probably in 2010. Uh, that's when Drew Gomez was there. And I remember, like, that spot was hot. And I remember, like, there's a couple spots in Mexico that I would say, damn, that was kind of shady or scary or whatever. And, like... All those dudes, same thing. They they told me the same thing. Hey, bro, if you're gonna go to OXO, which is like the AMPM or the 7-Eleven of Mexico, they're like, if you're gonna go to OXO, make sure you go in the day. Don't go at night. And like literally, it, it was a sick hotel. It was a nice hotel, yeah. but in the in the thing where the valet is, no cars were part pull up in the valet. What was in the valet was an armored tank, full like a tank. <laughs> And, and and it was just I was just like oh okay you know what I mean like these guys don't play out here yeah I mean I remember that that same hotel I think it was I mean 
now it's called like the Real Inn or the Camino. The yeah, Camino yeah, so that, was, that was it. And there was like an OXO like across the street. Yeah. And, and I remember like they were like, yeah, like, like if, you, if you're going to go to OXO, uh, you don't go alone. Like go like three or four at a time uh, or and before it gets dark. And I remember like one time, like we had barely got to the OXO. We went back to the, uh, to the hotel and then we look outside and there's cops all over the, the OXO. Like they had like side it up. And I was like, damn, like, if we would have gotten, like, like at least five minutes, like, later, like, we would have been in that little shootout, you know, like, you never know. And, like, in that, going back to that drive in, in uh, and was it called Caminos in Victoria, like, we're, we're going, we're nearing the hotel, and we stopped at, like, an oxen before, because we already know there wasn't going to be anything. Near, near the hotel so we stopped just to load up on like snacks and, and stuff and stuff for the rest of the night and we we saw like a white truck was like following us and so like we pulled up to the hospital voila, and the truck the truck stops like a, a little a little bit behind us and like just just waiting so we all get off we all get our stuff we get back on the bus and we hit the hit the road to go to the hotel and the truck keeps following us so we're all tripping out so we pull up to the hotel and that truck pulls up to the hotel and so like i'm freaking i'm freaking out like orlando's freaking out like everybody's like man what the hell's going on so we all go i remember uh we all go to the hotel to our, into our rooms and we all lock it and i just remember orlando like texting me like late like hey hey uh do you hear anything the, the truck's still outside and, I'm, and so like him panicking is making me panicking so I'm like I'm like just tripping out like looking out the window like every like every two minutes like making sure nothing's going on and and they, you just start hearing like uh, people trying to get in your room but but now that I think about it it's funny like because somebody from that same team sending somebody to scare us just to I mean kind of like uh, uh, psyching us out. I don't know what I don't know what it could have been, but I know I know. Like, there's a lot of stories that you know. I mean, the thing is, what I tell people is like, when you're in Mexico, you're in another country, you're in someone else's country, and I think, you know, I think when I think you stood in the the same Culiacan hotel, we stood in there like my second season. I think that was the first time in Culiacan. We stood at a little Momo. Um, I don't know. Yeah, and that from from what I found out is like the Red Lamp District, the you know where there's like uh, you know little massage parlors and little you know spots right there, and it's kind of shady right there. And the first year I was there, I remember going like, oh, this is cool, and I put I posted some pictures today on on Instagram of like the hotel and stuff like that. But it was like secluded, it was gated. Uh, not gated like sweet. It was like a Momo. It was a Momo that we had. And then the next year I came back when I came in with uh, someone else. I was with uh, Obregón or something like that. And I remember coming to that town and we stood at that same hotel because like every team has a hotel that sponsors. So like, you know, so then that's kind of where we stayed. And I was like, oh, yeah, I used to stay here. But that next year, I was like, I wasn't living in there. So I was like, wait a minute. I used to live here? Like, this is crazy now. Like, you hear cars burning. Like, every little thing, I was, like, looking over my shoulder. So, so yeah, like, you're when you're in it, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, I'm living here. This is where I live. But as you, when you come as a guest, it's like a whole different ballgame, bro. Because it just, like, it's just, it just feels, it's a different vibe. And especially, like, in, in 2010, you know, like, that little era in Mexico was was pretty hot you know the narcos were were kind of like trying you know everyone was trying to fight over their territory supposedly and all that stuff so so during that time you know if you were in culiacan like even we were we would take a team bus uh we would take the little team bus um it would be like a shuttle bus and literally like we're in a bubble like i like we said like we would go from the whole because culiacan was like a place where you don't want to just hang out just because you know there's people that are you know kind of know who you are or whatever and you just want to kind of stay out of the cut so we literally would go from the hotel 
to the gym, back to the hotel, go to our game, back to the hotel. So we were in a little bubble too. So that's why I thought it was funny because I was like, damn, bro. I was like, we live that life kind of, you know? And they would bring our food to the rooms. Um, you remember that? They would give us like little tickets. Yeah. And then, and then um, I don't know. I don't think um, Isak was, um, was our bus driver. I don't know who the bus driver was for... For you guys that year uh you were there but isak would go and they would give us like a packet of tickets every week and it would be like like two pizzas it would be like breakfast was always guaranteed whatever you wanted and then it was like uh two tickets to the italian spot and two tickets to like the the chicken spot and like the two tickets to the wing spot so then we'd be like hey what do you guys want to eat and then we'd give all our tickets to the guy and we'd be like all right everyone's gonna get italian and then we just put in our orders to do that so that was all and then the food would come in in styrofoam plates just like it does in in the nba you know so i thought that was that was funny uh, yeah, it, 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 it was crazy just because uh uh i mean and then the, the only i guess uh difference is i mean we, we, we would get all that but if we wanted to kind of go out of our way and and, and uh uh, spend our own money or whatever like uh, we would have to go but obviously it was at, at your own risk because you don't know like I know me like when, when I was when I was in Kuyakan that year like it, that that year was when it was hot hot yeah, so yeah. I was like was, I didn't want to go anywhere and, uh, and then uh, when I was in Nuevo Laredo like uh, uh, it was uh, me and Marco Ramos uh, I, I was able to uh, come come to a deal that that I that I wanted a house with Marco. So Marco and I had a house, and they put us like in this little private community, but the game was like this little small house, like uh, surrounded by all these big houses. And, and I remember uh, one of the like the, the guards that like the security that used to go around that that, that neighborhood where you lived in he was like oh he's he like you, you don't have to worry about anything he's like but one of the main dudes of the of the cartel he's your neighbor so if anything <laughs> happens so if anything happens you'll be you'll be good and i was like what <laughs> like i was like bro like that's tough. like i literally like i i went that was to me that was like the the, the place where i was born like in a bubble bubble because i would literally throw pickers up to go to practice in the van and after practice, like they would they would either uh, either take us to go get pizza. There was a church's chicken, and or there was some these tacos and and places that we could go. But it was literally like the same the same thing like uh, practice or game uh, straight back to the house. Like I, I literally didn't go anywhere else. That you guys won that year too, huh? Uh, we went to the semifinals. Oh, okay, okay, and then and then um, like the thing about Culiacan was weird too because not a lot of guys stood at the hotel because a lot of guys lived in Culiacan. So like Betty lived in Culiacan and Vic lived in Culiacan. So it was different than other cities because I remember I remember that. Uh, another yeah, and, 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 and in Culiacan, I remember Cachu uh, uh, had like bought this apartment. Oh yeah, and yeah. He, he was trying to rent it out and. Uh, again, like uh, figure out a way, and the team rented that apartment out for me. It was like a nice apartment, like a brand new building, like it was dope. And so I was staying there. Uh, uh, I remember little Muggsy went with me, and, uh, and but I remember Muggsy and I left, and we took a trip. I, don't, I think to like Canada or something, and we came back, and, and, like and the bus pulled up to the house like at 4 in the morning 4.30 in the morning 5 like the sun was barely coming back out and uh and I'm tired from the road trip left right after the game you know and I pull up and there's like two two senoras ladies like with the banda drinking the cante lights like and it was like it was like a scene of a, like of a little uh like narcos bro like I'm, I'm pulling up getting off of the bus and there's a taxi pulling up the taxi like i'm looking at everything the taxi's opening the trunk and he's, he's taking out two cases of, of, of beer and dropping them off to the ladies the uno ladies chito <laughs> yeah and like the 
niggas are, are just singing, drawing, going on. And I'm like, and I have to walk, by, like, in, in between all that, bro, to, like, go into the apartment. And I'm like, uh, so I'm like, I walk up and I just, like, turn and be like, I, I don't know, if, I don't know if I have to say what of yes or what of no to So I was like, uh, what of yes? I just went and didn't stop till, like, 1 p.m., bro. Like, uh, I was tired, like, and I couldn't sleep because my dad was going uh, gladly. I liked my dad, but I mean, that's shit. And then uh, I think like two or three days later, like there was like an article in the newspaper that I think like one of the narcos from over there, like uh, their daughters, uh, one of the daughters used to live there with the husband. And they were like, I don't know, bro. And I was like, damn, I'm tripping out. The, the last awkward spot. Well, when I first moved to, um, um, to Culiacan, um, before anything, when anyone was out there, is I was down there as an assistant coach, and they put me in with the head coach, which I didn't know that they were gonna fire. Like they were planning to fire this fool. So this is an Argentinian dude, and me and him were in a house, and like I felt like I was, like you know how when you're like in punishment and you just like go to your room and you just fucking lock the door like that. Like I legit felt like that because like, and that fool was awkward, dog. You know, like he's a euro. You know, like chain smoking every day uh, was it? Was it? Oh, i don't remember his name he wasn't around for long he was uh, he was around for like eight ten games not even ten games they, they got rid of him right away but i forgot his name um and, and he was like chain smoking in the living room and like he'd be like come home for practice and like that fool would take off his clothes bro and just be like in those like speedos dogs so like I for sure was awkward dog like as soon as he got fired I told I told the owner I was like hey bro you need to get me out of here dog like this is awkward and then that's when they moved me to the to the hotel out there in the in that spot in Culiacan but that was that was super awkward moments bro and I didn't like you know I'm a rookie so I'm not gonna say shit like I'm like all right cool and I'm like messaging Edgar like hey yo like they got me in with the coach and then they fired him that day, and then I gotta go home, and I'm like the new replacement for him, and we're living in the same household. <laughs> that shit was savage. All right, and then we lived together uh, in Jalapa for a little bit uh, yeah. at the crack house. Uh, we had we had your room was like uh, it was like a four story building. It was uh, I was in the bottom floor with you. Flake was in there, and then it was Mariscal. Victor Mariscal was upstairs. Uh, Victor Avila was upstairs, right? Orlando. Orlando and Adrian had a spot, and then the the owner yeah, Ray. Ray, Ray, Ray was up there too. But everyone kicked it at our house, the, the crack yeah. the crack house. If um, I'll probably add that, I'll probably add that video. That was in uh, 09010. Everybody kicked it at, at, at ours. Yeah. I guess it was like the first floor, and it was it was like the biggest one, and I mean. You, you would come from practice and you would be you didn't want to go up those stairs yet so you just like oh you know what let's, let's just kick it here and we had like all the video games we had like the, the Nintendo Wii like we had the, the, the big PlayStation screen. big screen everything so like and, and I, like I just remember like everything would just go down there like everybody I, I think at some point everybody on the team like was at the, at the crack house I mean and we, and we named it the crack house just because uh this, this, the same reason, like uh, everybody would stop by, everybody would eat there, and then eventually, like uh, a lot of us were young and, and stuff, so everybody would just leave their trash there, and, and we'll have to wait till somebody like came to clean it up. Like nobody really cleaned up after it, so uh, yeah, there was so, no uh, there was no maids in Jalapa, so we we kind of just was like one day we'd get tired of living in our own filth and be like all right dog this is getting too nasty yeah. dog let's we had pizza we had stacks of pizza boxes and like just uh like carl's jr all kinds of shit right there and then and then even then um i remember we were living with flake and then he he'd go upstairs to because uh, the the wi-fi everyone was still in uh, on on your yeah. wi-fi but then mariscal's wi-fi was pretty good which was he was upstairs and then Flake would go up upstairs to go hang out and talk to him. And then he'd steal the Wi-Fi code. And then he'd come downstairs and be like, Oye, cabrón, mi pinche internet está, está despacio. Me están robando la línea, ¿verdad? And we're like, nah, nah, we're, we're good. No, we're, we're good. Uh, any other spots that, that you remember, um, like being at? Um, maybe in, I don't, I don't know where else. Um, I mean, I've been at spots in Obregón where it's like a small apartment. 
Um, I went in there for like a week. They had no hot water. Um, but the thing is, I mean, I wasn't really tripping because it was like uh, it was like a hundred degrees every day. So I'd be like, I'm straight. See, you, you know the, the the I mean, right here in Mexicali, like uh, my first my first stint here. I mean, it still goes on now, but it's a little bit different. Uh, but but how they used to do it? Uh, they used to have two houses. Uh, so they had a, a base house and they had like another another house for the, for the team so like the whole team was staying those two houses so the, my first year uh, it was me uh, me Orlando uh, John Flowers uh, Joe Joe Soto uh, and Shane DeHandy we, we all stayed in uh, and the other house, it was a, the the rest of the players. So I mean, and the base house is we had there's there's this lady. Uh, so Sino. base house, like it's like the home base where, or what? Why is it the base? Yeah, the, the, the base house. They call it the base house because that's where uh, the, the, the the cleaning lady. That's where they wash the clothes. That's where they cook food. So they, they have a lady. They hire a lady for the whole season. Okay. Uh, uh, and in the mornings you go, I mean, it, 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 you could go by choice if you want, or you could go, but she, like, you could ask for anything, like, she'll make you eggs, any way you want, uh, pancakes, uh, breakfast, burritos, french toast, whatever you want for breakfast, and then after, after practice, like, she makes lunch, and then after that, like, she leaves dinner ready for, for you to come, uh, if you want to eat dinner at the house. Uh, so... Uh, the, that's the, that's the base house. And she cleans every day. Uh, uh, and then she goes to our house, which is the, the other house of the players. And she goes and cleans there. You just leave your dirty clothes, and she picks it up and washes it. Uh, uh, so I mean, pretty much like if you didn't want to um, spend money on on food, like she'll make food every day, except except the weekends. Okay, that's it. And, and so like. And, and normally, like that, like this season that passed, like uh, uh, I mean, now the team uh, was good enough to provide me with my own my own house or whatever, uh, so I could make breakfast and stuff. But like sometimes, like uh, like I, I mean, during the season, like I get get tired and wake up late. I just go over there, call call in, like hey, can you make me uh, three breakfast burritos. And I just go stop by, get the burritos, and take them on the go. <laughs> That's sweet. Uh, I think we, I mean, uh, when we went down to, not we, but uh, me and uh, Cuevas and, and Mo Minutes, we, mm-hmm. we coached a, 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 a Shoot the Rock all-star team, and we took, oh, yeah. them, took them down there. And they, I think we went to that house. I think uh, Polo was with us as a player, and um, Aaron Perez, and a couple other guys, Walter Thompson, was uh, was on that team flake we took that guy and they took us there and then the, yeah the, the ladies hooked it up and richard lopez was a player still uh, so he was yeah. living in the house i want to say justin griffins was still playing there um the second place that you stood at in jalapa remember um because i got I, at one point i was fucking unemployed i mean a lot of time i was unemployed but um the one time i was unemployed and i and i couched it with you guys in jalapa um, in the apartments, yeah, and then that was when uh, I couched it there, and I think Justin Griffin and uh, you Mesa, uh, and I remember we were playing that. Um, I was laughing because every time I, th- I think of Justin, I think of uh, when we were we were playing that video game, um, the one where you rap. It's like almost like a karaoke one. What was that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like rap superstars or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we were into that shit for like two days, dog. That shit's fucking funny. But like the thing is when you're in those in the bubbles, dog, like you figure you figure shit to do. Like and the thing is, you know, you develop I mean obviously like you know I've developed these friendships in just a couple years and I still like talk to them and, and through through the internet and social media and stuff like that. But I mean I know you you've been to like, you know, people's weddings and, and stuff like that and you guys are involved in each other's lives and now they have kids so so like for you guys it was really cool to see that um what was like the best um spot that you stayed at um like as far as like 
best accommodations, or maybe they treated you the best, or like, you know what I mean? Like, was it Mexicali at the base house, or what, what was the bet your like one of your better spots? Uh, I mean, definitely. Uh, or was it in Puerto Rico? Oh uh, your... yeah, I mean, oh, 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 there is just a whole other thing just because of me. Uh, I remember going over there and didn't know what to expect because I, I was I was actually scared, nervous more than anything, just because I had never played anywhere else. And so I showed up, and as soon as I show up, uh, they they take me to to you know, I guess you call it it's like a condo. Uh, but like right beach side, like right by the beach and private. Uh, but they had like three bedrooms and I was, I was alone. So like then uh, they dropped off like a, a 60 inch flat screen. And, oh, nice. And the Wi-Fi is already working, everything like, and you know, like the like, just dope, you know, like, uh, but that, that's it. So you would have to, uh, go buy your own groceries, everything, uh, which is cool. Uh, but I didn't know what to expect. Like, I was like, man, like, what's going on? And then the next day, like, go to practice and uh, uh, practice or whatever. And they give you a keys to, to, to a car. Like, here, this is your car. And blah, blah, blah. like, oh, don't, don't. So, like, now you have the, like, the responsibility to drive yourself to to practice and then to the games because right there like it's a small island so you go all, all around the island in like two hours two hours and a half max mm, uh, sick. so like i would go like on game days so on game days they, they, you don't have shoot around if, if, if it's an away game there's no shoot around so you would go uh so the games are typically like back then there would be like at eight so you would leave the house like what i would do i would leave the house uh, uh, like at 12, 1, because I, I, I stopped at uh, like the mall or whatever to, to get like my pregame meal. Yeah. And, then, and then I would drive to the to the place to start warming up and stretching and stuff. Uh, but. And, and the mall, the mall was like a, a consistent place for for us to go eat, cause like you didn't have to worry, you know, that you go to like the regular restaurants or, or like the you know whatever restaurant is in the city, and you're like you're not too sure. At least at the mall, you were kind of like you know you knew at least the food was was prepared a certain way, or there's like certain standards, you know, as far as that. So I remember that you know we'd go on the weekends to to the mall, and and that'd be like the the spot we kind of find the the fancier you know instead of eating burgers all the time we find like the the different spots at the mall so that was always cool yeah and, and in puerto rico it was dope just because i mean it, it's it's the united states that's right it's, it's the united states but it's not the united states yeah yeah, yeah 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 okay yeah uh, that's it uh so uh they have the the restaurants or whatever uh and they had like the cheesecake factory. They had everything. So when I, when I when I got there, uh, they were barely uh, opening the cheesecake factory. So I went to like the the the, the opening of that. So I was like, you know what? And then it became like kind of a uh, a norm. Like I was like every time before every game, like I I would I would, I would go I would go there. Uh, pre-game meal, or, or there was like a, it was, it, called, it was called the, the macaroni grill. Mm, yeah. And, and I would go there too. And, but, uh, and then, like me, like, I, I get out after the games, I usually get, go out, go out the games late, so, and everything's already kind of closed. And, you know, like, normally, like in the States, you have a lot of 24-hour spots, like where you can go and, uh, get some fast food or, or whatever, like over there. Yeah. Uh, I was like, man, like, was was open late, and it was random because like the twenty four hours spots were Subway and Burger King. Right. So like, I would always just go to Burger King, give you like the the, the it, it's called the King de Pollo. <laughs> the King de Pollo. The King de Pollo. And I was like, all right, so I would just get the chicken sandwiches and and, and, and go to the crib, and and since I had I had three 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 rooms, bro, like I had like the main room. And what I did, like, I didn't want to be in the room because, I mean, it was, I took my mattress from the room and I put it in the living room. Because <laughs> uh, I used to, like, wake up in the morning 
and open the 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 curtains, and, and you can see like the beach and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I think um, Tyler Polo's still out there. Uh, he's from yeah. out here, and every time he's like posting like uh, "What's up, Buenos Dias," you know, Papi, and all this shit. And I'm like, man, bro, blue skies. That guy's near the. I mean, you're always yeah. near the water, you know, because you're on an island or whatever. But Tyler's in the camp. That's 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 where I play. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, and you guys, uh, you guys won out there too, no? So, I mean, yeah, I... my first year, my first year, uh, it was crazy. Cause my first year, like I said, I, I was nervous. Like I didn't know uh, what they expected from me. Like, or, or, I mean, I, I didn't know how that lead was was or anything. And I was actually gonna get cut. Really? Because uh, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a scorer, obviously. Like I, I'm, I was more defense and rebounding and just dunking and blocking shots or whatever. And I remember, like the, the first couple practices and game, like played one game and I didn't do well. And I remember, like uh, my agent called me, like, "Hey, they're thinking about," uh, and, and I already knew that league is pretty cutthroat. Yeah. Uh, and, and like I, I went and talked to the to the coaches and, and I was like, hey, like, like I don't know, like nobody told me like what to expect, like nobody's telling me what to do, or whatever. And then I remember one of the assistant coaches told me like, just play how you play in Guadalajara. That's when the uh, Pan American games were. Right, right, right. I, I was like, all right. And when he told me that, like I was just running and blocking shots and everything I remember like uh, that next game or the uh, two games after like I had like a monster game I had like 22 and like 13 rebounds and like 5 blocks and they were like do that every game and I was like alright and back then obviously I was like in shape I was still athletic and doing everything and I killed it and I killed it and and before I knew it I mean at Mexican flags all over Puerto Rico. Uh, like Puerto Rican people, like with Mexican flags in the stands. Uh, and, and, like people like chanting my name. Like it was crazy. Like that was that where they were they, they started calling you Matador, right? Um, more yeah, than there's actually a picture that uh, oh, I still have it. I'll post it. Uh, it's it's like this family. It was like two kids uh, and a dad. They had like a uh, like. Like that had a company of like just like trucks, and I guess like they started calling me Matador. Matador, and they had like they made like a sign that said Matador, and with the Puerto Rican and Mexican flag, and and uh, they, it came to the point like that people loved me so much out there, so, like that the the, the the Puerto Rican uh, Federation uh, they asked me like. If I would like to play for the Puerto Rican national team, oh, sick! Like they were like, yeah, like we'll figure out a way to uh, uh, work it out. Even though we already played for Mexico, like there, there's ways we could do it. We, we could get you like a place in Puerto Rico. You can live to, live here. Wow! And I was like, and I was like, damn, like that's crazy. But uh, yeah, and uh, they used to call me Mata Mata Elaro. Cause I would, I would like dunk, I would dunk it hard, like dunk on people, or whatever. And kill like, the rim. And kill the rim. Yeah, it was like kill the rim, Matalaro. Uh, I had a teammate his name was Angel, Angelo Reyes, and he was like the MVP like two seasons prior to to me getting there, like the MVP of the league. Uh, and he was like, bro, like I've never seen anybody like dunk on people like you done. Cause ever there was a. Uh, this was 2013, I guess. Yeah. 2013. Uh, there was this one play, and I still remember, like, one of my teammates shot the ball. And, like, I'm, I'm running to, like, you know, like, get a tip down or whatever. And, like, I don't know what happened, but, like, in the air, like, I turned, and, like, I, ca- I catch the tip down, but reversed. Cool. And, and, uh, like, I, like, the first thing I do is the, I look up at the base reaction, like, Cause I couldn't believe what I did, and like everybody's jumping, blah blah blah. I remember all my teammates were like, "Bro, like we never seen any, anybody do that." Man, we gotta find the footage, dog. And I was like, and I was like, bro, like I, 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 I never even 
thought about doing that. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't even remember, like, what kicks in my head. Like, I just jumped and, like... Reacted. Like, like, yeah, like, it was a reaction. It was, it was, it was like, quick. It wasn't, like, that now, like, I was actually just hung on the rim, like, whatever. Like, it was <laughs> yeah. just, like, quick. Like, I turned it, like... I think I got, I, I got the video somewhere. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta pull those highlights out, dog. I, and I, I got a bunch of, um, I, somewhere I have a terabyte in my storage somewhere with a lot of our games down there. So I gotta, I gotta look those up. I think I got uh, the championship run and Kulakan and stuff like that. I mean, I'm, a, I'm coaching, but you know, I think you need to start pulling some of those out, dog. If you got those, right, it, it, it's just crazy. I mean, now uh, looking back and think about like bad like you know how they say like kids kids won't won't understand kids won't really know like if, if they see like the footage they'll be like oh man like I remember like this past uh uh I, I played like uh basketball against some people and I mean kids that are still in college whatever like man they took they said they told me like used to be used to be really good used to dunk everything and the, the, my my typical reply is yeah used to yeah <laughs> and and uh but um that's cool like that that young kids you know like they're recognized and and, and and they know who i am still but i mean uh and now it's, it's gonna be difficult with the whole bubble situation uh but I know a lot of people are doing uh, the online uh, camps and stuff, which is, uh, I guess, something I felt like it was an idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The 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 bubble's about to be nuts. I think I think it's good that it's good as a distraction because I mean we miss basketball. I mean you played you played in the tournament two weeks ago, uh, yeah. and you know you played because you missed it. You know you wanted to get your legs back to doing what they're normally doing but i think having the nba back it's gonna be a trip bro and the thing is it's just funny that that all these nba fools are just kind of you know i mean not that they're you know they live a different lifestyle dog you know what i mean like when we live in mexico we're we're like never at home you know so like i guess like lebron when he's in la he's at home home you know i think when when we coached even though we were we were at, at home when we were at Culiacan or Obregón or Mexico City or whatever city you were in, even Puerto Rico. You're still away from home, so you were you were always like that. So I think when anytime you you're in the pro ranks, you're you're always in that little bubble, and you know you kind of stay focused. So I think the basketball is gonna be good, dog. I think you know everyone's kind of like underplaying like how it's gonna be. Obviously, the underlining or actually the the main thing, the highlighted thing is the COVID. Um, but I, I don't think it's gonna be that big of a. I, people are blowing it up like, like not having fans. Motherfucker, we we used to be at the park, you know, playing no fans, you know, or even even if you're playing for your teammates. I think that you know, like your your bench will be fired up a little bit more. And we got like Dudley as far as like we uh, talk about the Lakers, but like Dudley is like a like an energy guy on the bench. So if you have something like that, I think I think I don't think it'll be a. a you know, too big of a thing. Hopefully, it's like you're not gonna have fans there, but you're gonna have um, millions and millions watching on TV, bro. Like, think about it. Like, it's a good thing just because. Uh, shit, the NBA could have said, you know what? Uh, we're gonna televise them, but you're gonna have to pay ten dollars a month. Yeah. Bro, oh shit, we would have paid it. People, people would. I, I would have paid. I would have paid it because I want to watch that shit, bro. Yeah, you know yeah. What yeah. yeah I, I but like, uh, the NBA is good enough to. Do, do it for free like look at how much money they're they're uh investing in all this shit like all the testings they're doing like uh the hotels like i mean even though fucking disney's doing it probably for free but i'm saying like think about all the uh the food everything like they're, they're going out out of their way to make this possible for the fans bro you know what i'm saying and, and the players are are obviously putting their health at risk and and uh for the fans, you know, because I mean, I feel like the NBA is, is the, the the example for every other sport. I mean, uh, that's why when the NBA said that they were going to come back, all the other sports uh, uh, jump, jump, jumped on top of it too. Like soccer came back, and uh, uh, the NFL is going to come back, baseball, everything. 
but I mean, was like even before when the NBA said that they were going to stop playing, the season was going to be canceled. That's when all the other uh, sports said, "Are oh, you know what? We're going to cancel too." Like, yeah, the, the NBA is for sure one of the top leagues in the world. Um, Adam Silver, uh, I mean, we had David Stern, which was the top um, top commissioner, and then now Adam Silver's the definitely one of the top commissioners i mean that fool came in within a i mean months of of him taking the new job he's the one that got rid of donald sterling so he's he supports you know all the movements and everything like that and i think he's super progressive and i think um, the nba is going to do it right so i'm not i mean you know obviously there's concerns uh, of everything but i think they're going to do it right and i think it's going to be pretty sick bro the bubble but you know like i said we we did our little Mexican bubble for a little bit, and that shit was fucking fun. So yeah, and it's cool too. Like the NBA, like they're gonna allow uh, for the players to do the, the the jerseys with the statements. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I I just saw uh, JJ JJ Barrett's gonna put like uh, equality on his, so he decided to put equality. Uh, hey, did you see that uh, they had a, a list of approved? Uh, things and one of them was si se puede. I thought I was like, damn. I wonder if uh, we need to have fucking Toscano to put that one. I know that would be dope, but yeah. I mean, uh, uh, somebody, you know, somebody. Uh, but it would be dope. Uh, yeah, but uh, Warriors ain't out there, so he ain't, he's not gonna have a chance to. Yeah, I'm saying like probably uh, Devin Booker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, bro, like. I mean, just talk about the bubble. The bubble, uh, uh, it was kind of like the bubble was when, when you like the hotel, the hotel life, and and that that happened to me in Jalapa, Jalapa mostly, and uh, and obviously when you go on the road, you stay in hotels, and, and, and there's a point where when you get when you get tired of it, and I, and I was I was tired of the hotel life, the, that bubble life, so like. Then it went to where you know what I gotta ask for my own place because you get tired of the of the hotel and yeah I was I was in a hotel and I'm looking at it I was in a hotel in Mexico City that was a pretty sick hotel and then I was in a hotel in Nayarit and Nayarit was Hotel Melanie and I remember um, <laughs> that we had in in, in in Nayarit we had El Chanana. Yeah, yeah, Chanana. <laughs> and Chanana was like a five foot, like little. I mean, I wouldn't call him a crackhead, but like that'd be like the relationship. Like he's like a crackhead's cousin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that. Chanana was like, like five foot, four foot eleven, four foot ten, little dude. And like he'd do, like you'd be like Chanana, I need to go get, I need some Gatorades, dog. He'd be like, Orale pues, you know, whatever. <laughs> and he'd, he'd give him money, and he'd fucking run to the like anything you need. And he wasn't affiliated with anybody. I think he was like, uh, like Bumpies is like, uh, like one of his one of his guys back in the day, like his water boy or something like that. And that fool was legit, dog. Cause I remember he was helping us out, and like during timeouts, like I didn't even know who this fool was, and he had like a tray of like cups with water, and he'd be like, and the thing is, he brought his, he brought his own tray. Yeah, he brought his own tray, and and the thing is, he lived in Nayarit. But when you got, he'd do that for us during our home games. But then when Pompis and Culiacan played, he would fucking do all their, uh, he would do that stuff for the away team. And he was, and I'd be like, hey, dog. And he's like, no, no, es que, es que Angel, Angel, Angel. You know, and then like Victor Avila would give him his shorts. And Victor Avila had like three XL shorts. So this fool was always wearing like, like the all-star jersey, like 3X. And he's like a little dude or like a 2X like three headbands wristbands like that fool was just ballered out but like he was like cracked so out too I, I, I remember I gave him some uh, shirts some, some shirts yeah and some, some socks and a headband and he, he showed up the next day with all that shit on bro <laughs> Shanana was the man dog hey if you ever if you ever played in Nayarit you have to know who Shanana was bro so if anyone's out there listening you you remember that laugh and uh, that fool was funny and then you know we lived in that we lived in that hotel for a little bit you know I remember uh, that was a cool city for me um, they gave us like cool cool, cool ass travel suits and uh, speaking of Walter earlier uh, we had like the jumpsuit the polo shirt and then we had like the 
the the pants but it was like the euro pants where it was like yeah. the, the capris you know like, yeah so we had those and i remember fucking um walter came in I, I don't know who he was playing with he was playing against somebody and we were standing in front we we're we we're heading out like for the road or for practice or something and we were all wearing them and i remember walter walking up to us and we we're like oh shit dog those are cool for mexico and i'm like oh shit <laughs> i was like ah oh, damn so I, I, that, that one's always funny i i ended up giving those you know handing i mean Every time we get gear, man, everyone's always like, hey, give me gear, give me gear when you come home. So I don't have too much stuff from, from Mexico anymore, but, you know, we give all that shit out. And, you know, I think I think everybody, you know, Steve's always handing stuff out. And, you know, you keep certain ones, but, you know, Mexico's was dope, dog. And I think you're still out there. You're still handling business, you know, still chasing the rings. So it's just going to be cool, dog. Yeah, and, and, and also like there's there's some hotels and some cities that you actually like look forward to going to, just because. Uh, Which ones are those? Uh, well, now just uh, Monterey. Uh, recently, Guadalajara, just because that hotel Guadalajara is, I mean, is one of the nicest hotels I've stayed in in Mexico. Uh, it's, it's Hotel Baruch, like nice hotel like uh in the middle of the in the middle of the of, of the city uh uh what else i mean every city is pretty like now i mean now that that, that i'm in the uh this this uh part of my career like now every city i go to like uh i try to step out and just just be a tourist yeah, and yeah. Just like, just like go and enjoy the city. Uh, yeah, enjoy the city. Look, look for the whatever the t- the typical uh, food is, and just go uh, go eat uh, some in Guadalajara carne de jugo, a torta ahogada. Yeah. Uh, uh, just, just you know, like because before, like I would be like just uh, stay at the hotel, rest or whatever, and now I'm like you know what, like. Uh, I'm gonna go out, uh, have me a have me a beer, uh, give me a good meal, uh, see the city, and and I don't care like that's just that's just being a vet now, dog. Because you know how to you know what I mean. That's that's more being a vet. You've been in the in the league all these years, and you know you know what it takes. And you know that that one beer is not gonna gonna hit you. And and now like with the whole this this whole season that's gonna come come up here uh obviously it's gonna be different uh it's, it's a three-month season uh and with mexicali mexicali like uh i think they're talking about i mean they're still not certain of how how they're gonna do it but they're trying to do the first 10, 10 games on the road oh, uh it's only gonna be 20 games so 20 uh, away 20 home so they're gonna they're trying to set up so all the first 20 games they're, they're on the road and so when I guess it's going to be like a month and a half on the road but then when, when we come back it's going to be 10 games straight at home so they're trying to see if by the time we come back home they're, they're they'll allow some fans to be in the in the in the gym uh, but I mean and obviously they're gonna do the the, the COVID testing, and uh, in your contract there's gonna be like a like a clause, like if you get if you get the the COVID, like I guess your contract it's uh, it's out the window. Wow. Uh, uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean it's, it's gonna be different. Uh, like they're, they're they're throwing the idea. Uh, we don't we don't know yet if. Because Mexicali is kind of like uh, like the cases are are still high. Yeah. So like the government is still trying to figure out if they're gonna let the team play here or not. Yeah. Uh, so uh, one of the teams that offered us their their gym was uh, Guadalajara. They were like, you guys come over here and we could do like a Lakers Clippers deal, like. Uh, we could share the arena. Well, uh, and and Mexicali is like one of the further spots from from all the other teams, right? I mean, it's because it's 
everything else is more in like central Mexico or whatever, and yeah, they, yeah, so, so, so it would travel. it would almost benefit you guys, or benefit a lot of the other teams to kind of less travel, as far as yeah, that. I think like one of the ideas they had uh, that I heard was uh, do that and for playoffs, for playoffs do everything in the, in one place. That would be sick. So play play the games, whatever. Because I mean, it makes no sense. If there's gonna be no fans, uh, you could you, you could do the same the games in one place, and it wouldn't it wouldn't matter. Just also, you guys are you guys are kind of doing a, a semi bubble too. Oh, that'd be that'd be cool. Yeah, I mean that's that's the initial idea. Like uh, initial like for, for right now, it's playing the the the, the games like on the road, but at the gyms of the teams. Uh-huh. With no with no fans, yeah. But uh, but I was like, then it, it makes more sense if we're all like uh in a, in a little bubble, like in a like in Guadalajara or uh, one of those cities that you could find uh, gyms to play in, like because it's gonna make it's gonna make uh no sense to travel to all these cities and put ourselves at risk of traveling. Yeah. Where we could be in one place, and we could all just play. Because either way, there's gonna be no fans. When's the When's the tentative start date for the LMBP? I think September 10th. Okay. The first first game, and so they're saying like uh, for preseason, like it's gonna be like for here, Mexicali. I think it's only like it's gonna be like a 10 day preseason, and it's not gonna be in Mexicali. I think uh, it's gonna be somewhere. Uh, like Mexico City or Aguascalientes or something. Well, okay, yeah, because I, I, like I said, I was talking to Soki and, and uh, like, I think Tijuana and Ensenada have higher spots than Rosarito. So Rosarito is like, you know, but Rosarito had like the 4th of July weekend, so they don't they don't know what happened down there. But yeah. but as far as like uh, Mexicali and Tijuana, though, and as far as Baja California, those are the, the highest uh, numbers. And I think Mexicali's got the, the biggest spike out of out of that area right now so yeah it's like not, not like the the imperial valley oh uh like el central calexico and all that oh, so the other side uh, of the border so it's just close yeah. enough close enough yeah. and people are probably crossing back and forth that live or work across yeah, so, so there's so, that, so they, there's so that so what they do, yeah so what they're doing now i think uh, from thursday to sunday like because that's where people usually cross the most yeah uh, to cross into Mexicali, like to come into Mexicali, they have like uh, another checkpoint. So like, they check your temperature. They do like the medical check. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you don't, I guess, bring that shit in here. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, like I was like, you know what? Uh, it's it's good, like, cause I mean, you don't want to do fucking preseason in Mexicali in the summer anyway, cause that shit hot as hell. <laughs> So I was like, they fucking take us to Alaska or something. Uh, 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 uh. 120. What's the highest it been so far? Uh, the highest I've had? This week. I mean, uh, I mean, not this, like this, this summer so far. Uh, it, it's been up to like 120. Oh, yeah, 120. But like, you step outside, like, you you feel like that, that the heat hit your face. Yeah. I remember we were down there and, and, like if there's you're walking on, on the one side of the block if there's if there's a, a a slight tilt where the shade you just walk on the other side of the block dog make sure you're in the shade yeah even even, even my dog bro like I, I take my dog out to to walk or whatever like I, I, I try not to take them when there's when, when it's fucking super hot but like it, like when when I take him a little bit like he goes and finds the shade and walks through the shade because he knows uh, yeah, they'd be knowing. And 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 like pretty much Mexicali, bro, Mexicali, like it, it's it's a it's a bubble, bro. Even before COVID, bro, like you can't you can't go outside because that shit hot as hell. Like you, you're either inside or you're in a place with AC. So like uh, it, this whole bubble situation, like to me, like I'm I'm kind of used to it just because I'm not really the type to to be out anyway. Yeah. Uh, so I, I just like to stay at home, just chill, uh, watch watch the uh, watch movies. Watch I, I mean, obviously it's harder now because there's no sports. But uh, I mean, 
now I can just watch some soccer games or whatever. But uh, well, soon enough we're gonna have the NBA dog, so that should be that should be cool. Keep us distracted. They got like four or five games a day, so. Hey, first game, Lakers Clippers, dog. Yeah, it's gonna be good, dog. It's gonna be good. They got their little preseason, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes, man. But all right, Big Low. Well, we, you know, we just talked about the Mexican bubble, NBA. You know, little shit like that. So, all right, man. Well, good looking out, dog. We'll, we'll we'll talk. We'll text. See what's going on, bro. Thank you for coming through to the pod. Good looking out, you dog. Rocking with the best. Rocking with the best, dog. Yes, sir. Shoot the rock podcast. All love, all basketball. Pura raza. That's right. Sweet. Good looking out, dog. We Yeah, we are. <laughs> I'm going to add you to the fucking end of that shit, dog. Yeah, yeah we out. Yes, yes. You're now rocking with the best. Yes, yes. You're now rocking with the best. Uh, come from the wood. Yes, you're now rocking with the best. Yeah, yeah we out. Yeah, we out. <laughs> I'm going to add you to the fucking end of that shit, dog. Fuck Drew. Zuh. Oh. <laughs> Fuck, dog. I'm going to leave that shit on the podcast, fool, and I'm going to be like, just put that shit on repeat. Nah, I'm kidding, fool. I love that guy, dog.